Hey, my loves. What's good? Divine feminines, divine masculines. So, um, kind of running some errands around the house. My timer might go off, but let's get into this real quick. Um, here, I want to celebrate this moment and... I kid you not. Um, I know I've been talking a little bit about Tia and Tamara, and it does bother me because you guys, I do like I said, I'm I'm going through my process to so just go with me. But if you're going through the same thing, then you then you understand where I'm coming from. But to me, like unplugging it from the matrix, I'm constantly checking in. Is it high vibrational? Am I still in the matrix? To what degree? And it's really good, but I'm also <laughs> reassessing a lot of things. If I'm not mistaken, we're still in Jupiter retrograde until December. So I'm questioning a lot of my beliefs and values, and that's okay. I'm actually in a space where I can handle it. And so with that being said, I do feel a little bit bad like talking about like with the Nia and um, Tia and Tamara type of thing. But at the same time, if they're going to take anything away and if if, if I'm going to continue talking about their situations is I am rooting so hard for these young women. Like, let me tell you. Um, and I, I, <laughs> I remember when Gossip Girl was kind of reporting that Nia was staying with Ime because of the church and the pastor. And it's like, no, you're taking a step backwards. And then fast forward to her moving to California. And, you know, I, I think that's one of the best moves. Like I said, coming out of the house, looking flawless. That's how you do it. That's how you move on. And that's part of the beauty I think that a lot of us are missing is the self-sufficiency. Because, listen, if she, if Nia didn't have her, her coins, okay, she would have tried to duke this thing out, right? Long gone are the days of... You trying to work things out because the kid is in school, you know, um, because you're going to have to like move back in with your parents or have a major financial setback. I know I was talking a little bit about how even with the Corey Hardick thing, you know, how to do my research and, and kind of figure out it looks like he's done some acting and he has his production company that he just either started top of this year, I believe, January 2022. And what it would, the implications when you have a prenup where you don't get alimony either. So if you've been sitting on your butt and you think that it's forever and you think that, you know, you being a stay-at-home dad is going to suffice, you know, am I going to start sounding a little bit Kendra G-ish and say, you know, same thing for women. If, if, if you, and, and don't get me wrong, wanted to be a soccer mom, I would have loved to be a soccer mom, stay at home with five kids, five of them all of them, right? And I know they, like, I'm tall, they'd be in basketball, soccer, football, anyways, badminton, tennis, no, but I think that um, you've got to be able to pivot, right? You've got to be able to pivot and pivot quick. You know, I think that 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 is one of the other things, I'm on my way to Tia, because I'm going to put it in the title, but one of the, the, the things that I think that we're not looking at is, um, when you are in control of your life and you can make the executive decisions the way that you need to, you know, you're not waiting that extra paycheck to be able to pivot. She said, this is where I need to be. Boom. Book that flight. Not with Ime's, um travel agent that he had for you. But anyways, no, Tina, no shame. 
and, and, and just and just do what you need to. If you have to pay some extra fees to get some stuff done, then so be it. If you have to, you know, incur some moving costs to get back to where you need to be, then so be it. But you make it happen and, and you keep it pushing, right? And I think that um, it, it goes a long way. So, but I wanted to play this clip from Tia because... You know, um, I talked a little bit about how sometimes I like to look at how certain things that play out in Hollywood kind of reflects what's going on in, in the in the collective, right? Whether it's for women or for men or for black men or for black women and work situations and the sisterhood and, you know, mother and daughter and children and that type of thing. So I talked a little bit about how, to me, the way I'm looking at it is, you know, Tia and Tamara represent the collective, I'm going to say of women. And what it means for us, a part of the reason I say they're collective is because they're twins and they're identical, right? And kind of illustrating how we can have the same upbringing, the same programming, the same conditioning, same neighborhood, same everything, right? And we can choose to have two different paths of life. And I respectfully think that, you know, Tamara kind of represents the woman that bought into the and and I I'm learning to be so careful with the nuances but I think that be, dealing with the nuances I don't want to sound like some of the the people that I critique that don't understand nuance right the more we understand nuance I think the better the conversations can be so I'm not going to say that um black love is bad but with that programming comes the you know you build the man up and you you kind of settle, even though she's accomplished. Can you imagine all the access to all the other different people that she had in her industry, you know, and that type of thing? And so um, what it means to kind of uh, stick in there and duke it out. And, and, and but at the same time, here is the beauty of what I want to capture, right? This is the woman that's decided to leave the matrix. And one of the questions after I recorded that was like, maybe I might've put too much on the situation because what if she's just going through the motions and she goes right back in and plugs into the same programming and finds another man that's like making less than her. That's, you know, and, 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 you know, fitting the things that we've been conditioning. What if she goes and, and into the same pattern, and here's what gave me hope. And here's why I love this so much, because she's kind of talking about her daughter. And it, y'all know, I have a soft spot for the children. I've, I've said this before. I said, you know, in, in some crazy way, I believe that um, children are God's way of telling us that the world must go on. And if we honor that, that means that we're trying to leave behind a better world for our children. Right. A lot of, you know, when, when when I think about my parents and it's kind of like walking uphill barefoot both ways in the snow type of, 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 of uh, analogy, they didn't. But, you know, people will say that. Well, it's like now they drive, you know, and my niece is going to be in electric vehicles for sure, for sure, let alone the, the grandkids, you know, whatever. Right. And we think about how far we've come from. I remember my parents talking about, you know, the the phones and and progressing. And I remember my dad used to get such a kick out of uh, 
one of my first phones, it was a Nokia and being able to change the cases. And that was around the time that they had the, um, you could put the, the lights in the phone and they would light up. And sometimes I remember like uh, the city where we lived, I would see my friend's car and I would call her and I would see her phone um, turn. Hers was blue and I liked red. And so I got the red Claire case with the red phone thing. And I called her and I saw her phone light up and I'm like, girl, I see you. And I'm like, yeah, I'm over here. Can you see my phone? It's red. Da, da, da. Type of thing. It was so much fun. But and it, but I mean, little things like that, right? So we have furtherance of technology, um, the way that we structure our houses and our engineering and our laws and our education and all these other things is because we want better for our kids, right? We're always, for the most part, dominant society. And even within dominant society, I want to talk about that in another podcast, but I think that the universe rewards um, innovation, right? So when she talks about her daughter, I'm like, she gets it. And I'm rooting for her. And it makes sense that, you know... She's understanding, and I think that I want you to understand how this superimposes onto the collective of black women. You know, we've had the kids. What what do we do? What are the decisions that we're making? How does it affect our kids? Let me play her clip real quick. Um, I think I put it to the right. Um, I'm trying the volume up. I think I put it to the right um, location. So let me go ahead and play it. Whoops. She's only four years old, but I'm a strong believer that, yes, I'm a strong believer that children learn through observation. She's going to learn and see how I navigate through this world. And so she motivates me to make the right decisions, no matter what those decisions are, whether they're in relationships, whether they're with your job, your career. Um, she really does. She's an extension of who I am. Mm. News of Tia Split. And that, y'all, is so beautiful to me. I really could just run it back one more time. Um, And if I wasn't rooting for her before or or I didn't make it in some way sound that I'm rooting for her, oh, I am on the sidelines like, go, 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 go. You got this. Run that example. And I think that, you know, you see me trying to unplug from the matrix, right? We've been talking about what it means to... To what degree do we assimilate victimhood, right? It's one thing to um, for people to be mean, to be racist, to, to be in a system that, that can kind of challenge you. If you're with me, you know the words I'm using and why I'm using them, right? Hey, hey, love. So um, sure enough, my alarm went off in the middle of the recording and it glitches when that happens so in the future I have to just be careful with that and it got me at a good point where (laughs) I wanted to to kind of finish it up I've been around the house and did some other stuff it's almost in half an hour later but I think that I wanted to close out that it's beautiful in the sense that if she represents the type of woman that is choosing to unplug from, you know, the matrix and the old way of doing things. It's a beautiful reminder that as long as you have air in your lungs and the intellectual, you know, capacity to um, change, you know, 
change the type of decisions that you make. It's never too late to course correct, right? I think that I want to be careful with myself and other people, you know, and sometimes when you think about it, some of some people will say, well, you already made poor choices. You already have two and three baby daddies. You already, you know, are past a certain age of going back to school or changing your career or this and the third. Never too late to unplug from the matrix. And I think that, um, you know, it's going to take time after time after time, like day to day to day to day of making decisions, you know, um, and changing the, the trajectory. But I think it's something to be said. I think that, um, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about how women can be a muse for men, right? And um, I think sometimes even as women, we underestimate it. I think even for myself, I underestimated the other day I was thinking about, you know, how men and women both want to connect emotionally. I think that women want it a little bit more and and it can come a little bit more natural. But again, that's I'm that's a broad stroke statement. You know, I shouldn't have to say not all women. Right. And I shouldn't have to say not all men. But in either event, both of us want that emotionally vulnerability. And I was thinking about you know, um, even with men, I think that if, if anytime you're in a relationship, you will notice like if they're vulnerable in a, in a somewhat, I want to say healthy way, you will see the little boy part of them, right? Like in the sense of, um, I think sometimes, and not everybody pulls the layers back like that. Sometimes you can recognize when you're talking to someone and you see the, the, the little kid in them, the little child in them, right? The the innocence and the best word I can keep coming up is vulnerability. And I think, you know, I have to probably find another muse or something for y'all's sakes and for my sake too, because um, I think that right now, all I can do is reflect on the past relationships to kind of check and gauge where I might have gone wrong. But I'm probably just in sick and tired of talking about those motherfuckers. But anyways, so I know that at some point, but the last two for sure, there were moments where you got to see the little boy of them, like when, when they're excited about something and it just makes their eyes light up or there's like a curiosity and the playfulness, right? And it makes me think about, did I reflect that moment back? Was I in the moment with them? Then my little girl come out to play and be just as excited and giggly and happy and carefree, you know, and I think that um, in a moment of grace, it's kind of like recognizing um, I'm holding back and I'm trying to be guarded because I don't want to get hurt. Right. And um, and it, it has to feel really safe for me to kind of show that side of me. Right. Um, and it's like, I can do everything else, but just not go into that, into that type of space. And I think with the right person, I'll be able to, to, to do that. Right. But, and again, I think it it's something that, I don't know, this might just, whatever. That was a weird tangent. Look, what I'm trying to say is Tia represents the type of woman who's decided to unplug from the old paradigm and the way of things of doing things. Men, women can be amused to men. 
But I think um, children can also serve as a muse, right? Our inspiration, our motivation. I've talked a lot about how, like, even for my niece, yeah, I, you know, for the most part, I've always wanted to go into business. I knew from high school I wanted to go into business, wanted to be entrepreneurial to some sorts. I knew I didn't want to be de- too dependent on the the powers that be. You know, I wanted to have some type of an autonomy and that has developed more over time and I get a better grasp and understanding of how to do that in in the world that I'm in. But it was just something and I've said it time and time again. It's just something about when you know that you have an extension of yourself, you know, and like I said, we saw her within minutes of her being born and her opening her eyes and there's something about that baby that just makes you want to be a better person you know that makes you want to um kind of be like a fairy godmother of a sorts right and to just open that person up to all of the other possibilities that we didn't have Right. And it was nice to see, I think, even with my parents and their first grandchild, it's like, you know, it's one thing, uh, I think, for them to have like even me being their only girl and then to see them with her. So I get to see that. Right. And I get to see my mom spoil them and my dad spoil her and my dad's a techie. Right. So I as I think about it. His uh, his birthday's coming up. But but with that being said, um, he, he shows love language in buying you techie stuff, right? So a lot of the times, you know, I remember when we were in church. Uh, that being said, I re- do remember I had a, a strawberry uh, purse, bright red purse. And I used to get a little, my mom would cut little pieces of paper up. And she'd give me like little crayons and... I could sit in church and I could draw on all of the little pieces of paper or I would write things and, and that type of thing and or try to sleep until I got to a certain age and then you can't sleep in church. But um, other than that, you just have to be very still and very quiet and don't look to your left, don't look to your right. We've gotten pinched in church. We've gotten spanked on the way from church in trouble type of things because we were just not and and we were always had to sit with our parents we weren't allowed to sit like in the balcony or with with our you know other people like when you're in church you're in the house of the lord you know and and you're not there to be this that and the third and you're not going to be loud and causing so with my niece she um early early age i want to say from two she was um i remember all the little techie stuff we used to buy her and but it was even things like the little coloring pad and my dad even went and found her an app y'all found and this is this is probably like what 15 years ago yeah 13 years ago found her a coloring book and it was so cute to watch her too because i wouldn't even have known how to figure that stuff out so between the both of them you know she figured out how to get the whole coloring book and she would pick the colors and like have all these pretty coloring stuff from like two age of two three but anyways i say all that to say you know um i love what this represents because it represents that 
we're not going to just stay stuck in situations anymore, right? And it takes courage for you to to unplug, no matter how far along you've been in these type of situations, right? And um, I don't know. So we've dealt with Ime and Nia, um, you know, in that dynamic. We've talked a little bit about Tia and Tamara, the twins, and, you know, uh, what it looks like for Tia and her dynamic. And maybe I'll kind of just look out and see if there's an example of a single woman that chooses to just believe in herself, to just unplug from the matrix, to just have a turnaround in walking away from the old way of doing things and choosing to be that individual, choosing to do what makes you happy. And I think that I'm going to close out with this. One of the things that I think is kind of beautiful and I've had to learn it for myself too is it's okay to not be in a relationship. I think it's, I'm just kind of like a typical girl next door. Listen, I love to see a good looking man. Listen, I'll get my eye full. Oh, he handsome. I might talk about a little bit, hear a song here and there. But when I tell you, I just love the serenity and being able to just maneuver. Like today is a chill day for me. Got some stuff that I needed to. And and that's it, right? The, and, and that's okay. And it was weird because I was talking to a... a there was another woman I was talking to. Um, something just popped up and it distracted me. Maybe it's a sign for me to get off of here. But, um, you know, uh, I remember what it was. It was the Persian lady I was talking to. Um, and so she's like, you know, I want to be in a relationship. I want to be in companionship. And I think that the way that she said it, it's like she's been gaslit before. And people will, t- will tell her, like, you shouldn't want to be in a relationship type of thing and stuff. And I'm like, I'm not going to be that one. So I was like, no, that's OK for you to be- want to be in a relationship. And her face was like, what? And I was like, yeah, it's normal. All, you know, the majority of people innately, you know, part of your being wants to connect with people. So it's it's natural for us to want to be in a relationship and especially with a lot of the language that's going on. But here's the thing. And here's what I asked her. I said, do you want to live like this for the rest of your life? That's the question. So, you know, if you, there's, there's nothing wrong with you wanting to have a companion. When I think about a companion, I think about a really good, like best friend that we, like I've said it before, we will just and in some ways it's kind of funny too because especially with the snacking habit I don't need a companion who's gonna drive with me to in and out hours you know like half an hour before they close because I'm craving stuff like I just I don't (laughs) you know or I don't need a companion that's gonna be like you want Cheetos I'm gonna go to the store and get you no babe Mm -mm. don't 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 do it don't do it it's like i need that struggle of like oh let me just try to sleep through this let me drink some water or whatever what have you like you know what i'm saying or a type of a thing but i like the idea of like just exploring things together sharing music together kind of like some of the chit chats that we have here and there um and i think about some of the best conversations like i've said like with friends and with family i know i have a really good uh chat with my dad 
right, with my mom, um, with different people I've been meeting lately. Um, we're planning some parties coming up. I have a whole bunch of events to go to that is going to take a thing on my budget. But at the same time, I'm so grateful because I finally can. I'm kind of where I want to be. December, I'm going to be bored. Listen, not really. Kind of. But not really. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's it's normal to want to be with someone. I think where we're getting caught up is where it's kind of like um, we're settling. And sometimes we just want the title or the relationship and not the quality of the relationship. So that's what this is all about. I hope that that kind of made sense. I don't know if I'll probably re-record this and make it a little bit shorter and then just play Tia's stuff at the beginning. But um, at the end of the day, rooting for each and every one of you right? Each and every one of you. And um, let's unplug and plug, you know, this is going to be interesting. I almost wonder because we're using this language of unplugging from the matrix. If we're unplugging from the matrix, what are we plugging into? (laughs) Right? That's, that's something that's going to probably stay with me until three in the morning. I don't know. But but unplugging um, from things that no longer serve us, right? And having the courage to pursue what makes us happy, regardless of what makes us radical, what might may appear radical, because I talked about this with the Tamara thing, you know, um, interracial relationships, they were happening back from when I was a kid, right? So it's not that it was new, but with that being said, Um, I think that it was one of those things where you would talk about it in the quiet of your living room type of a thing. And you really would be, you know, seeing these black guys with that one white girl. And I promise you, like, when I tell y'all, sometimes I really could pull out my church directory. Y'all, when I tell you, like, the same stuff of, like, who they really choose... (laughs) cannot make this ish up right but it was kind of like one of those things where you're in a fog whereas age of aquarius you kind of like it's right there in your face but you you're not seeing what you're seeing until you have clarity so you get that spiritual visine in your eye type of a thing so but i say all of that to say you know there is a dynamic of black men and white women running rampant for years right and i think that uh, for Tia to be considered a black woman, you know, dating a white guy and marrying a white guy, it's kind of like, oh, that's different. Oh, you know, and I think it would have taken her courage in that time, you know. Um, and so kudos to her. But I think that we're so far along that what if you have the courage to to make that type of a leap to that to that kind of level? Because what she went through in her time was kind of, I'm going to say, not extreme, but I want to say extreme for her time. So I'm not saying you per se go date a white guy and now you're doing what she's doing and you're behind the curve. I'm saying go so far outside of the box. Be radical enough to do what's going to make you happy. You know, that even if you know, some people are like, oh, that's different. That's strange. In 10 to 15 years from now, 
that's not going to be so strange. But what's going to happen is that you have 10 years under your belt, 15 years under your belt of living in your authenticity of what makes you happy. And you're going to trailblaze and be an example for the other people that are coming up around you, right? So with that being said, let me... Um, I still have to, some more stuff to do, but I feel like I might be up later tonight and and push out some more content that I've been wanting to um, address. And they're going to be short. There's one um, young lady that I definitely want to put on your radar. She has been putting out some banger content, y'all. I don't know how far back it's been since I've been following her, but I whatever she's doing within the last couple of weeks is it's on my radar and it's short and sweet and to the point. And I think that even one of the shorts or three minutes in, of her content can is enough to change your life, the financial uh, stance of your life and help you understand things and navigate a little bit better. So I definitely want to get her on your radar sooner than later. Um, if, if I don't do it tonight, it'll probably be tomorrow. Okay, so. Y'all, let's let's unplug together, right? The the train is moving. Um I you know, and unplugging is gonna mean different things for different people. And I think that uh I wanna be careful with that too because like I said, it means different things to different people. And I if I if I say something, then I feel like it's gonna almost feel like I'm discouraging other people. But I'm gonna say that whoever is doing whatever they're doing, it serves a purpose, right? And so my thing is to just kind of be a reflection from the prism. My prism is to just kind of uh, help you take some of that content and look at how you can move forward or unplug from it. But I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm, I guess in some ways still plugged into some of the things I think I just, digest it better right you know like how some people can eat food and they'll be skinny and some people can eat you know just look at water and they'll gain weight type of a thing so we all assimilate it differently but anyways let me get off of here (laughs) all right bye y'all